Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. Thank you, Meredith, for being here. I'm so excited to share you with the audience and just hear all of your great wisdom when it comes to relationships. Before we dive into our conversation today, uh, would you mind sharing with the audience a little bit about who you are, your story, your journey, and where you, what you do and how you got to where you are today? Sure. Um, so I'm Meredith Silversmith. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist in New York. So that's really where my journey began, although it began way before that, but we'll start there. <laughs> um, you know, I've been working for over six years, working primarily with couples in a private practice, and really just found that there's a huge amount of need for couples to really reach that relationship that they desire and the relationship that they sort of expected to have going into, you know, a marriage or a committed partnership. And there's not a whole lot of good advice out there. You know, there are certain places where you can access it if you know where to go and you know who to look to, but the vast majority of what's put out as far as couples and relationships and especially in like movies and the media, it sort of perpetuates this idea of um, perfection and how I want it and just sort of these unrealistic expectations Mm -hmm. that wreak havoc Mm -hmm. in couples. So, you know, over the years, I've really found a framework that works really beautifully and seeing couple after couple after couple go through the process of thinking that, you know, things will never be better to not being able to believe how good things ended up after doing the work is just like my complete passion in life. And I love it so much. And I get so excited and my couples kind of tease me because I'm like, that's amazing. Like, <laughs> like, you guys, do you see where you are? <laughs> Um, and so it's, it's been really fun. And, you know, now we're taking the show on the road, taking it online and working with a broader audience of couples. So it's, it's been great. Amazing. And I just honor what you do because being in a partnership is like, it just brings everything to the surface. And I think, you know, we all have that honeymoon period where it's like really good. Mm -hmm. And then it's like all of a sudden the real work sets in and yeah, I believe like relationships are our biggest opportunity to grow and our biggest opportunity to really see what our own shadow is inside of us. Whatever is living inside of us really kind of has to get brought up to the surface because we're no longer doing it on our own anymore. And that's Mm -hmm. what I've been experiencing in partnership. You know, we kind of made it through that honeymoon period and now we're really going through and like all the stuff is coming up to the surface. So having a resource and someone who's conscious of what's actually coming up, I can imagine how powerful that is. Um, for your clients. What I would love to chat about, you sent me some topics and I'm really, I would love to chat about like how our perception and how we view 
relationships. And I think we talked a little bit about that when it comes to like movies and like maybe what our parents kind of relationships are. But I think what ends up happening is that, you know, what I realize in all relationships is that so often something occurs, like an event occurs, and you can ask four different people what happened and they'll all give you a different story and we're all seeing the same thing essentially, right? And so what I'm really curious about is what do you notice in partnerships and relationships when it comes to perspective and how people see things and how that awareness can shift and really impact a relationship? Yeah, this is one of the biggest areas that gets in people's way, right? It gets in your way and it can serve you so greatly. So if you can like really get clarity and harness this one sort of skill or area, you're going to be in great shape, you know? So basically what happens is you're hundred percent right. Like four different people can see the same thing and come away with completely different stories. And in a partnership where you've got so much emotion, you've got so much, um, you know, expectation, so much love, so much trust, so much, um, importance placed on this relationship, the stakes are really high. Mm. And when the stakes are super high, it doesn't take a whole lot for us to get triggered, right? It doesn't take a whole lot for us to feel at risk or like there's something really significant that we could be losing. So everything's heightened. Um, so if you think of perspective, if, and I'm laughing because I'm ex- I explain this to every client and they all like at a certain point in our time, they're like, so do we just not really care about facts anymore? <laughs> and I'm like, no, my friend, we don't. The facts don't matter, right? Like that's, it's just not, nobody's living in fact. We're all living in perception. Mm-hmm. So if your partner says something to you and it's the message they're sending out is completely neutral. And I often use the example of like, hey, what's for dinner tonight? Totally a neutral statement. If you have felt that your partner doesn't value your time or doesn't care about how stressed you are or doesn't help you out around the house, and you have those as thoughts you've thought a lot, and now they've become beliefs, you're going to hear your partner's statement through that filter, and your perception is going to be, here's another marble in the jar of all the ways that that, those thoughts and beliefs are true. And your reaction is not going to be neutral, like, oh, we're going to have big ZD tonight. Your reaction's going to be negative, right? Mm-hmm. Why don't you ask yourself what's for dinner tonight, right? We get <laughs> defensive and we, we get harsh, which to our partner is quite shocking because they're like, oh, I can't ask a question. Okay. And that's how those teeny moments just start to build and cycle and create mm-hmm. habits. That's just one example, but perception being based on the thoughts we think a lot and the beliefs that we form about ourselves and our partner and our relationship, that's where we have to do the work. Mm. Mm. Yes. And I get that. Cause it's like, I'll catch myself sometimes. I'm just going to use myself as a re- like, I share basically everything on the podcast. So I just use myself as <laughs> a great example. And I've caught myself. I'm like, my partner will say something and I'll be like, you just don't think I can do anything right. And I'm like, Mm. well, first of all, that's not even mine. That's the story my mom was telling when she was like, you know, it was like, I can't do anything right. I can't do anything right. And I was like, oh my God. And here I am sitting and she's saying something to me that's totally, like you said, neutral, has nothing Mm. to do with what's actually going on. But in my head, I'm sitting here being like, 
you just don't think I can do anything right. And so I'm mm-hmm. putting, you know, like you said, marbles in my jar of Shelby can't mm-hmm. do anything right. And that story I'm perpetuating and it's really just what's going on in my internal reality. And it's the stories I'm telling myself. And really what it comes down to is like what the story, the icky, icky, story I'm actually telling myself. So what I'm curious about is how do we start to bring awareness? Cause I have the godsend of being able to catch my own shit sometimes, not all the time. Yeah. But when we're in that story, sometimes it feels so real mm-hmm. and so true to us. And like the reality we're living in is how do we start to catch that? That's the story we're telling about the situation and how do we start to shift it? Yeah. It's a lofty, a lofty goal, but we could definitely do it. So, you know, I always like to start with the individual, right? It's, it's really hard to do couples work if each individual partner are not doing their own work. Mm. So knowing what it feels like in your body when you're triggered is step one, right? Even, okay. Step one is knowing that you get triggered as a human, (laughs) right? Believing that that's true because Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't necessarily know that. Mm -hmm. And then two is what does it feel like in my body? And this is an exercise that's super important to go through, right? So when you feel that like a switch was flipped, you went from zero to 60, you suddenly out of nowhere got really mad. And the language that you'll probably hear yourself saying is like, she made me so mad or he made me so mad. And I'm always like, they didn't do anything. (laughs) They did a thing. And then you felt really angry. That anger, that's a sign that you're being triggered. Mm -hmm. So what's the trigger here? What do I feel in my body, right? And most people I know for me, I get extreme tension in my chest and in my throat. And I get really hot. Like my face gets hot. And I feel like in my body so much just like tension and clenching that I feel like I'm going to explode. Like that's my trigger feeling in my body. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and so you notice what does it feel like in my body and just keep awareness around that. So when your body starts to feel that way, start to say to yourself, Oh, that's that trigger feeling. Oh, that's that trigger feeling, right? That's Mm -hmm. developing. That's like your first line of defense to know when it's happening. And then, so you have your body and then you have the thoughts you're thinking, what thoughts am I thinking right now? right? And our thoughts get really extreme when we're triggered. So like, we'll use the, the what's for dinner example. Your thoughts could go from, we like, hey, it's, what is today? Tuesday. We're going to have, maybe we'll watch a show later. This was a nice morning. This was good, right? Like pretty neutral, low-key thoughts to my partner doesn't love me. I hate them. They never care about me. They don't care how I feel, right? Like really extreme when you hear yourself thinking like, always, never, hate, don't love, right? These really harsh extremes, those are signs of flooding. Mm -hmm. So I always ask people like, are the thoughts you're thinking right now drastically different from what you were thinking before this situation transpired? Mm. Or have you been thinking this way for three years? Certainly, if you were thinking that way for three years, that's a different situation. But if your thoughts just made a huge jump in 15 minutes, probably feeling triggered right now. Mm. Um, you know, so notice your thoughts, notice your body feelings, and then notice your emotional experience. What's coming up for you? Like, okay, you're angry, but what else? Right? We all know this this analogy, right? Anger is the tip of an iceberg, and there's a million things underneath. Are you feeling shame? Are you feeling embarrassed? Are you feeling guilty? Are you feeling rejected? You know, mm. there's something underneath that that's more vulnerable mm. that 
started this sort of loop for yourself in the first place. Mm. So I'm a big proponent of journaling. I think journaling and sort of tracking what's going on in our lives is the best way to do individual work. So that's the first step. When you feel the trigger, right? Get yourself trained to know what your body feels like. Get yourself out of that situation, right? Like, hey, I'm feeling triggered right now. Let me take a few minutes and go get your journal and sit down and ask yourself, like, what thoughts am I thinking? What emotions am I feeling? Was I thinking these thoughts 30 minutes ago? Okay, like, and just talk your way in your journal through that to the point of basically in an ideal world, you'll conclude like, okay, this was me being triggered. Mm-hmm. And then but at that point, you're going to feel calmer because you have a more accurate understanding of what just happened mm-hmm. rather than just blindly lashing out at your partner. Yeah. And getting all caught up in the emotion of it. Cause it's so easy mm-hmm. when you're in an emotion to just like ride that emotion and like bulldoze everything around you. Mm-hmm. I love what you said is like, that's what I've been doing recently is like, I need to take a moment. Like Mm. right now is not a healthy way for us to communicate doesn't have anything to and like taking responsibility is something that I've been trying to do really in the relationships too is like this has nothing to do with you this is about my internal world but I need to like step away or it's gonna get a lot worse than it is like this this is gonna turn into full-on blow-up mode so I just need to like walk away that's huge though Shelby because that's like that's that's the skill right we're gonna be triggered for a while, you know, the triggers aren't necessarily going to go away as we do more work, they can get minimized, but having the ability to hit pause and walk away and do the work and then come back, like that's the gold, mm-hmm. you know? So I want to, I want to take this back to another, so I'm thinking about myself like three, four years ago when I was in relationships, mm-hmm. um, in how it was really like, that was a level of vulnerability. I couldn't, like, I didn't feel comfortable with. So I'm just thinking about like, let's say someone's totally new to this work and they're like, I don't even know how to communicate what a trigger is to my partner. I don't even know how to like say that I'm feeling triggered or say that, that there is something coming up for me. How does that person start to open up to their partner? How do they start to share? Like, I think this isn't about you. I think this is about me. And I think I need to take a moment instead of you know, I think when we're in that cycle of maybe not sharing, not communicating, or just going into blow up mode, it can be kind of hard to pattern interrupt. Like, whereas I've gone into this relationship knowing that I was going to have more of a conscious relationship, but let's say you've been Mm -hmm. in a relationship for a while and this is kind of a pattern that occurs. How do you start to shift that if you've been in that relationship for a while? And that's kind of been the theme. Yeah. So, you know, when it's been a pattern, your partner is going to expect that from you. Mm. There are just in the same way that you expect what you see from them, they're going to expect that from you. So at a certain point before either of you even speak, your defenses are already up and the script is already written in your head and you already know where this is going to go. So it can be challenging to get out of that. And you've got to, you know, one piece is know that they're expecting it from you and don't react to their expectation, Mm. right? So even as you start to change your behavior, they're not going to act like you're changing your behavior. Mm. So that's something that we have to kind of accept and cope with in the beginning. But, you know, there has to be emotional safety in order to be vulnerable. And if this pattern has been going on, there's very likely not a great sense of emotional safety. So for you as an individual, First step, like just say, 
I need a few minutes. Like you don't have to go any further than that. I always encourage people to have a phrase ready. Um, I need a few minutes and remove yourself. Go in the other room, do your own work. You don't have to share it at that point. Mm-hmm. At the very beginning, it's simply about, like you said, pattern interrupting. Change the behavior. It should be automatic. Like I've had people who have such a hard time with it. I'm like, cover your mouth and run out of the room. Like <laughs> do what you have to do to stop the behavior, <laughs> you know, because you just have to stop the behavior. Mm-hmm. And every time you do it differently, it's just, I need a few minutes and you go in your bedroom. I need a few minutes and you go in your bedroom. Your partner may react as they always have, right? With anger or defensiveness. But over time, as that becomes the new expectation, they're going to soften and they're not going to accept, they're not going to expect the fight from you. And they're going to start to do things a little differently in your dance. And then as you see them doing things differently and being softer, that's when we start to feel a little more emotionally safe and a little more like, maybe I could take a risk here and share something more vulnerable, Mm -hmm. you know? I love that. And I love the pattern. So what I'm realizing too is like, there's this weird sense of high I get when I like Mm. actually blow up. And Mm -hmm. so it's really interesting to witness it. Like, just like look at it as an outside perspective and be like, it's almost this adrenaline rush and this like weird addictive state. So I can see why this pattern can repeat so much. It can actually be really hard. Cause like when you feel angry, it feels good to just blow Mm -hmm. the cork off sometimes yeah and it's so it's like having that healthy outlet to actually allow the anger to move through because again it's like it's really never about the other person Mm -hmm. but we want to like take it out of the people we love the most at least this is my icky pattern and (laughs) program that I've ran most of my life and so how do we like is there a healthy way to deal with all that like I know journaling and like bringing yourself back Mm -hmm. but is there a healthy way to deal with like kind of that icky weird high that we get from either blowing up or like having that emotional response, right? Because I feel like there's almost something addictive about that anger. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, that makes so much sense. You know, and there is addiction there, right? Adrenaline is an, it's a stimulant Mm. and it's an addict, right? It's, it's an addictive chemical. Um, So (laughs) being triggered and having this rush of anger is just another play on our fight or flight response, right? Mm -hmm. The reality is in that situation, when you get triggered, even though it's an emotional mm, quote unquote attack, we, our body, our brain, our physiology reacts as if it's a life or death situation. Mm -hmm. And that's why we get so puffed up so fast. And what are your options, right? As humans, it's fight, flight, freeze. And there's people that fight, right? And that's the lashing out. That's the screaming your head off, throwing things, right? Having it slamming doors. That's the physical like fighting expression. And you know that we say that, right? Like, I just want to kill you. Like we say that, but that's because that's the feeling that we have is of, I need to fight you to survive. Mm, Which is like, I know. Right? Because it's like, (laughs) when you look at it, and then you can actually almost laugh a little bit about how silly we are to be addicted to our own, like, crazy. But there's Mm -hmm. a reason why, like, we wouldn't be continuing this pattern if there wasn't this level of addictiveness to it. Like, we wouldn't continue crazy shit. (laughs) No, and it's survival. So those are your fight people, and then you've got your, your flight people. And I'm sure we all know somebody where when things start to escalate, they leave. 
mm-hmm. like, and not in a, I need a few minutes, let me go in my room way in a, like, I want a divorce. I want to break up. They literally leave the house, get in the car and drive away. Like mm-hmm. there are a lot of ways people showcase their escaping. Right. And that's mm-hmm. flight. And then you've got freeze and freeze is so hard because that's when people, when they get overwhelmed, they, they don't know, they don't believe that anything they do is going to change it. So they just kind of like shut down and stay in the situation, but are completely like tormented on the inside, but Mm -hmm. look just like stone on the outside. Mm -hmm. And like, those are typically the three patterns that we see in a relationship. I relate to all of them at the same time. (laughs) I'm like, I I can think of a situation where I've literally done each one of those where I've just Mm -hmm. like blown up, ran away or like, I don't know what to do here. And I totally freeze. It's so, it's so fascinating thinking about it from like that physiological standpoint. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, sorry, I went on a ramble there, but to get to like the strategy, right. I want you to know, like, those are the, what it typically looks like. So it looks different for different people, but either way, the strategy is the same, right? You're emotionally flooded. Your fight or flight response has been triggered. You need to A, take space and you need to B, turn it off. And this is where somatic tools and strategies come into play, right? This is where breath work to turn on your parasympathetic nervous system, Mm -hmm. right? I really like four, seven, eight breathing. So it's breathing in for a count of four, holding for a count of seven, breathing out for a count of eight and doing that cycle four or five times until you feel calmer in your body, physical activity, doing push-ups until you can't anymore, going for a run until you can't anymore, ride the Peloton until you can't anymore, right? Like you have to really exert your body because that tells your brain, oh, you ran away from the threat. Good. Mm. It literally turns off the fight or flight response. So it's usually some level of body work that has to happen in order to really truly move through it. Otherwise we're sort of letting it simmer down, but it doesn't necessarily get discharged from our body. It just gets mm-hmm. like put aside until the next time. Yeah. You know, yeah, I totally relate to that. It's like, sometimes mm-hmm. I actually just have to go like scream into a pillow or punch it. And then I'm like, yeah. okay, I feel like rainbows and butterflies again. Like it just had to come out. A hundred percent. At least it's like doing those things is at least not going on to your partner who probably wasn't responsible for the trigger in the first place. <laughs> that's a great point. And that's, that's the thing we want to shift in relationships, right? Is we're all experiencing the same things, mm-hmm. but are you taking responsibility as an individual for dealing with your stuff? Mm. Because that's your job. And people don't like to hear that, but this is like my shout it from the rooftops. Like that is your job. It's not your partner's job to manage your anger. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yes, you know, or like so, tiptoe around it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. If everything you this individual is saying to you is triggering, well, mm. at some point in time, you have to take responsibility that that's your emotional response, not just what the world is saying to you, right? Right. Yeah. Mm. Totally. Well, let's talk about radical responsibility then. Is like I think sometimes it's hard to when we're so stuck in our own story to. I think this is a great example, actually, that I want to share is <laughs> this past Sunday, actually, my partner and I were in one of those, like, I was emotionally triggered and I mm. said a bunch of things to them 
it was interesting. I was telling them that they weren't doing the work and I was telling this part, you know, my partner that they were not like sitting down and like doing the internal work. And I, when I, and I, that was like in my heightened emotional state. And then I took a step back and I went in my room and I started journaling. I was like, Oh, that's everything I wanted to actually say to myself. And I just mm. blew up because that's what my higher self or my inner being is trying to tell me. And I just projected all my own shit onto her. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> it's so <laughs> sneaky too. Cause I, in that moment I was really like, yeah, she's not doing the work, you know? Yeah. And so how to like, again, this is something that has taken me years to get to this place, but how do we start to realize like, it has nothing to do with the other person or how do we start to bring awareness to what's actually going on inside of us? Or like, how do we take responsibility for our side of the street? And when we've mm. been used to like just projecting it out onto the world, our entire lives. Yeah. I think the first step is to just, you have to accept that this is the truth, right? The truth is your feelings are your responsibility. Your feelings are coming up because of your history, because of your beliefs, because of your experiences. And if you want to have a healthy, connected, fulfilling, peaceful relationship, you can't, you just can't keep doing it the same way. Like those just don't go together, you know? And it can like, that can suck and that can be unfair and that can be really hard and that can be frustrating. And, but my mom and dad did it this way. And, but TV says this, and this book says that I'm like, again, I'm sorry. It's just not, I've seen worked with hundreds of couples. Like it's just not how it works. Mm. So I feel like once we accept, and I know for me, like much earlier in my relationship and I've been with my husband for 15 years, which is crazy, but for the first five years, I was a completely different person. I was a completely different partner. I was the like demanding, it's going to be my way, or I'm going to find someone who's going to fulfill what I want. And I want this kind of relationship and I want that. And it was, you know, about how we communicate or how we spend time together, or my emotional support or whatever. And that's how I lived for five years. And it was terrible. We fought all the time. It was drama. It was like so uncomfortable. Mm. And then I went to grad school. <laughs> and I went to marriage and family therapy school. And I learned all these things about couples. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm the problem. <laughs> I'm the one who's doing this. I'm creating this atmosphere. It was like completely mind blowing. Mm. Um, you know, and I, I adopted the changes. Like I, I believed it. That's the difference. Mm. Once you believe that this is true, that this is the path to a healthy relationship, this is the path to everything you want in a relationship. It's really hard to ignore that. Yeah. You know? So I feel like it's about getting behind the belief. Mm -hmm. And once you have that, like that's going to inform everything you do. Like I always say to people, like, don't you just want to know the way? Like if someone could tell you like, this is how you win. This is how you get what you want. Would you not just do it? Yeah. You know? So I feel like if you can take in that belief, then everything else comes easy, right? You know it's not your partner. You believe it's not your partner. You know it's you. Great. Now, what do you do with that knowledge when you get triggered? Because you're going to be standing there like, uh, I don't, I literally don't know what to do. <laughs> I have no skills for this. <laughs> And I see it. It's people, they literally, they're like, I have all this anger and I don't know what to do. Like, what, what a weird way to put it. And this is where 
you go through the process. Like people get bored of hearing me say it because our lives are not that, I mean, certainly things are complicated, but these kinds of things are not that complicated. Mm -hmm. If you get triggered with your partner or anyone else for that matter, take space, do something with your body to get back into your body, right? Do the breath work, do physical activity, take a shower, um, get one of those acupressure mats that they have on Amazon that make the marks on your back, scare the bejesus out of me, but my friend swears by it. Have you seen this? No, I'm fascinated. Oh, it's called like an acupressure mat. And there are all these little plastic circles on a mat that lays on the floor and you lay on it and it hurts. Apparently it's really funny description. It's like, it feels really uncomfortable and then it feels kind of okay <laughs> and then it feels great, but it releases tension and pressure in your body. So you have to do something like that, something with your body. Um, and then once your body is physiologically calm, then you do your journaling. What thoughts was I thinking? What feelings was I thinking? Mm. What beliefs do I have about this? And then once you've sort of got out of your brain all the circumstances and the context for what got you triggered in that situation, then you go to my favorite question, which is, does this serve me? Like, does it serve me to think my partner hates me? Probably not. Like, will these thoughts create the relationship I desire? Probably not. (laughs) You know? And then it's okay. What thoughts can I think? Like if I could wave a magic wand and choose my thoughts, what would I choose to think about my partner? Mm. What would I choose to believe my partner thinks about me? Okay, like how do I feed this to my brain? How do I input this information? And this is where like affirmations and gratitude journaling comes in as daily practices because you need to combat your automatic thoughts and beliefs about your partner that are negative Mm -hmm. with the truth of what you want to experience and what would feel more positive and what would feel more fulfilling. You have Mm -hmm. to feed it to your brain because your brain's not going to distinguish the difference. They're just taking whatever you tell it, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's like, sometimes we get so sucked into our own negative thought forms that like, we don't realize that's what's creating the reality we're living in. It's like, you're so in it sometimes until you take that bird's eye perspective and like, what are the actual thoughts that I'm thinking and what is actually going on in my brain? Like you can't shift out of it until you have that awareness of like, oh, it's all like, I'm a strong believer that like our internal environment really truly creates our reality. And it's like, what am I thinking that's creating the reality I'm living in? If I can take responsibility for that. And I think it's the most empowering thing to do, whether you're in relationship, partnership, or just like friendships, it doesn't matter. Or like, you're just out in the world doing your job. Like if I can take responsibility that like literally nothing outside of me has power over me, I think this is the Mm -hmm. most empowering thing we can do. It's like, I'm taking radical responsibility that my emotional state is my, right? Like I'm not going to allow, for me, it's like a the most empowering thing, like I like a little, it's like a little bit of control for me, but also like, I'm going to take responsibility of like, literally nothing outside of me can impact me. So what am I doing? That's creating this? What am I feeling? What am I thinking? That's creating the environment and the reality I'm currently living in. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of like, you have to put your ego aside, but it's also the most powerful thing you can do for your life because then you like literally I'm just like, I'm shocked by how much after doing this work and don't get me wrong. I'm still, I have those Sundays where I'm freaking out and I'm blowing up and then, Mm -hmm. you know, later apologizing, but how much there really is not much right now in my life that can impact my internal environment outside of me. 
like truly powerful to have that like wow. stability, you know, I think all yeah. of us, like when we take that responsibility back, it creates that stability for us within. And there's that peace and that calm, despite the storm that's going on outside of all of us. That's amazing. That's like so huge because it's, it's, it's hard, you know, and it takes time and it takes consistency and showing up. And, you know, I, I, I just had this happen the other day, not with my husband, but with somebody else who there was communication in a way that was so triggering to me that mm. I was like, whew, and I felt it and I was so mad and I was just really trying to observe my thoughts. I was doing like the freaking out privately while also being like, but why am I thinking this way? And I was sort of yeah. battling back and forth. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I just want to tell this person blah, 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 blah. And I just want to do that. I want to make them feel, and I want to, you know, like those are, that's the desire in that moment to lash out, but I didn't, you know, and then it's once you do the physiological calming, then you can even take it a step further, right? You look at yourself, your own thoughts, your own beliefs, your own stuff, but then it's, what do I guess is going on for this person? Mm-hmm. Right. So I know my stuff. If I were to make a best guess, assuming, and this is hard for, I think this is hard for everyone, but it is hard for me in those moments, assuming that everyone's doing the best they can with the tools they have in the particular moment of, you know, in time, mm-hmm. what's my best guess for what was going on for them that caused that type of behavior? Because I know it wasn't really about me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like next level stuff where you can really, then you can get invested and then you can get invested in not being triggered and not taking things personally. As you start to explore what's, what's a more accurate guess for what was going on for that other person. Cause our automatic guesses are like, they hate me or they don't respect me or they treat me like crap or, you know, whatever it is. And it's most likely not that. Yeah. And then it almost brings in that next level of like, we can start to have compassion for the people around us, which I think is the ultimate goal of like, instead of jumping to worst case scenario, like, can we see this person through compassion despite the circumstances, right? Because it's not like, Mm -hmm. it it doesn't change how some people are going to respond and how some people may take their anger out on you or their, their own insecurities out on you. And you can start to see that person with compassion when they do, right? Mm -hmm. It's like that you're still having that calm within you. And don't get me wrong. We all have those responses initially. Like if someone trolls me on social media, I will sometimes (laughs) still have that like, Oh, (laughs) you know, like, and then go down my rabbit hole for a moment. It's gotten Mm -hmm. a lot easier, but I asked like, what am I, what of me is available for this? And what could possibly going be going on inside of them that would be having them respond in such a way. So it's like, takes it to that more, like universal consciousness where we're actually looking at like, can I still love and accept this person where that, despite where they're at and with everything that's going on in the situation? Mm. I love that. Yeah. Any last thoughts or words on everything we've talked about today? Any, you know, just golden nuggets to give to anyone in partnership or in relationship? Mm. I think, you know, my big two takeaways are knowing that if you get triggered, it's about you, not your partner, right? That it's not their job to manage your emotional experience. It's Mm -hmm. your job and being willing to take that, you know, take that effort. Um, You know, and I think the other piece, which we didn't touch on, but this is a good time is 
it doesn't take two people to break a pattern. It only takes one person to break a pattern. Because mm. I know a lot of people in relationships get stuck because they feel like, well, I want it to be different, but they're not willing to make any changes. So this is just how it is, you know, and that's, that feels terrible and you feel stuck and you feel like you have nowhere to move. Your options are to end the relationship or continue unhappily. And it's simply not true. Like one person doing it differently will absolutely impact the dance, impact the patterns, impact the partner. And it's going to take some time, right? Don't expect to do something differently one day and your partner is going to react completely, you know, in the opposite way. It's going to take repetition, but you have power as an individual to significantly improve the state of your relationship, whether or not your partner is saying they're willing to, because I know a lot of people who say they're not, but they are, they're just scared. Mm -hmm. You know, they're scared or they don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want to get hurt or they don't want to be disappointed. So start the work yourself if your partner's not there yet and like give them a chance to come along on the journey with you. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for all of your wisdom, all of these amazing nuggets and tools and strategies that we can use in our relationships. If the listeners would, you know, want more of what you do and more of the amazing advice that you put out into the world, where where can they find you? Um, Where can they connect with you? Yeah, they can find me on Instagram at Marriage Coach Meredith. And I also co-host a podcast, a weekly podcast called Simply Great Relationships. You can get that on iTunes. Um, You know, and I did put together for your guys some free goodies. So I've got a couple different things. I'm going to give options because I know everybody's in a different place in their relationship. So I've got a communication guide. I've got, um, you know, a free training about feeling closer to your partner through doing different rituals. So I'm going to just put them all at marriagecoachmeredith.com slash Shelby Rose and your listeners can pop on there and choose what they'd like and I hope it's helpful and definitely here to serve and want to get more couples you know to the place that they want to be amazing thank you so much for putting that together we'll also link it in the show notes so that you guys can grab the link there and thanks again it was such a pleasure chatting with you today thanks so much for having me it was super fun